everybody and welcome to Noob Reviews, the only podcast where the host doesn't know what he's talking about on purpose. I'm Ryan Taylor and again today we're talking about Rick and Morty. Last week I covered an overall introduction as well as every episode of season one. So this week I'm moving on to season two. No need for introductions here, no need for setup, no need for character uh, introductions. Uh straight into the episodes our season premiere this time season two is a rickle in time um following the events of rick morty and summer's house party they have frozen time in order to not get caught and the episode picks up with them doing some last minute cleaning before unfreezing time of course in typical rick fashion He tells the kids at the very last second that they cannot touch their parents because of how unstable time is due to how long they froze it. Uh, Now, the episode mostly revolves around them tearing time by making uncertain decisions. And, of course, what would this episode be without some fantastic guest voice actors, Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele of Key and Peele fame, appear in this episode. And... Their characters have different names depending on where you look. Uh, IMDB tells me that they are fourth dimensional beings number one and two. But when you check Wikipedia, Wikipedia tells you that they play testicle monsters number one and two. So uh, pick a favorite and go with it. (laughs) Um, This episode is fucking hilarious. Um, Most of the humor and uh, my favorite parts anyway... I'll deal with the um, time splitting. Uh, basically, the idea is that Rick tells them they have to be sure of what they're doing so that they do the same thing in multiple timelines. And it's really funny the comparison with how Rick and Summer are unsure and keep splitting time because they're not sure about what they're doing, but Rick is exactly the same in almost every single timeline no matter how many they split it's fucking hilarious great episode uh episode two of this season is morty night run uh it's all about rick selling a gun to an assassin just to afford an afternoon at an arcade of course um while morty attempts to stop the assassin um with you know his moral reasonings now, the main storyline of this episode is not really one of my favorites. It, it features Jemaine Clement of Flight of the Concords and uh, What We Do in the Shadows. He was in Moana. He's all over the place. Um, I love Jemaine Clement. I love Flight of the Concords. He plays an alien named Fert. You heard that right. And Jemaine is as great as always, but that story just doesn't hold my attention quite as well as most episodes. That being said... The best parts of this show are, first, the introduction of Jerry Burry, a daycare made specifically for Ricks to drop off their Jerry's, which is funny as shit. Uh, secondly, one of the funniest things this show has ever done, uh, Rick and Morty both play a virtual simulation game called Roy, A Life Well Lived. And basically the game is you literally live the life of, the, of this guy named Roy, and it registers in the player's brain as real time. So you literally live an entire human life. And um, Morty doesn't know this going into the game. So he comes out of it 
uh, fuck, I mean, in his brain, it must have regist- registered as 60 to 50, 60 years, something like that. And uh, he comes out of it completely disoriented. Like, what? where am I? Where's my wife? Uh, it's funny as shit. Um, decent episode overall. Some really top-notch scenes, though. Great jokes. Um, episode 3 is called Auto-Erotic Assimilation. And it introduces Rick's X. Uh, Unity, a hive mind voiced by... The one and only Christina Hendricks, who is easily my favorite part of this episode, but, I mean, to be fair, she's usually my favorite part of most things she's in, so I'm a little biased. Uh, Fun episode, not my favorite, although if you're looking to get depressed, uh, just watch this episode right to the end. The the end of this episode is one of the darkest moments of Rick and Morty. Easy. Um, but what better way to follow a dark, depressing ending than with what is probably the single greatest episode of Rick and Morty, Total Rickall. And I, it's not just a biased opinion here. A lot of, like, most people agree Total Rickall is the best episode. Holy shit, it's a fucking blast. Um, in the episode, a parasite of some sort has infected the Smith household and is implanting memories into the heads of the family, slowly creating more and more characters and making the whole family remember these characters as friends and family. So the the alien parasite is disguising itself as made-up characters, completely non-believable made-up characters, but it's also implanting memories so everyone remembers... (laughs) For example, I mean, some of the better characters are Sleepy Gary, Pencil Vester, Mr. Beauregard, Tinkles, and, of course, the very first appearance of a fan favorite, uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole. And uh, they eventually figure out that the Parasite can only create positive memories, and this is where my favorite part of the episode comes in. In order to figure out who's real and who isn't, they have to try and remember a bad memory so they know that people are real and that uh, they know who their actual loved ones are based on how shitty they've been to each other in the past (laughs) and that gets it's funny as shit I, I fucking love this episode no amount of words I write or well I I speak uh, can do this episode justice even if you don't want to watch the show just do yourself a favor watch this one episode okay we're at the halfway point of season 2 episode number 5 Get Swifty is another personal favorite where giant heads called Chromulons or Chromulons? Chromulons? I'm not sure how to pronounce it appear in the sky and demand show me what you got uh it sh- which became a bit of a meme and is one of my favorite things. I I say that too often. <laughs> um, which, of course, uh, apparently uh, what they meant was that Rick and Morty have to represent all of humankind for some reason or another in the form of an interplanetary musical competition. Rick comes up with the song Get Swifty, uh, which is both hilarious and way too catchy. And uh, at some point, we find out that Ice T 
who makes an appearance is not a human at all and his backstory is utterly batshit and amazing and I fucking love this episode everything I do in that episode is, is just it just hits me the right way um, episode 6 the Ricks must be crazy this one starts off with Rick, Morty, and Summer leaving a movie theater, having just seen Ball Fondlers the movie, of course. Uh, Rick has trouble with his car, so Rick and Morty shrink down, enter the car battery while Summer waits in the car, and Rick then reveals that he has created a microverse in his car battery that produces the energy energy needed to run his car, which is pretty fucking... <laughs> <laughs> morally ambiguous, I guess. Um, Morty does not uh, not agree with it too much. Of course, now this is where it gets funny. Within that microverse, there turns out to be a scientist who has created his own microverse, and inside that one, another, and so on. You know, it, it's a chain where within every of these microverses, there is a scientist who is also creating the corrupt idea of creating a microverse to run his own energy uh, but this episode features one of my favorite actors if you listen to even a second of uh, any of our podcast you know that I love Alan Tudyk and uh, he plays uh, or voices President Chris and Stephen Colbert shows up as Zeep Zenflorp uh, another fun solid episode of Rick and Morty Episode number seven introduces another fan favorite, Tiny Rick. Uh, this episode titled Big Trouble in Little Sanchez has Rick transporting his mind into the body of a teenager to protect Summer from apparent vampires. Because, I mean, why not? They've covered everything else, so. Uh, this turns into Tiny Rick becoming the most popular kid in school, as, as it would, you know. But everything is not quite as it seems. And uh, I won't get touch into that too much. There's some darker shit going on in this episode. But my personal favorite part of this episode is the side story with Jerry and Beth going to off-planet marriage counseling, which becomes the absolute shit show you would expect with Jerry and Beth. Uh, episode number eight brings back something we all wanted. Interdimensional Cable 2. Uh, this time, Jerry has to be rushed to an alien hospital, and what does his family do? They enjoy some interdimensional cable in the waiting area, because why wouldn't you? Uh, this one has a little more story going on than the first interdimensional cable, with the doctors wanting Jerry to donate his penis, as it would be a perfect substitute for a heart transplant for a man named, or a being named Shrimply Pibbles who is apparently the most influential civil rights leader in the galaxy. Uh, that storyline goes just as nuts as you would expect. Meanwhile, we're treated to some wonderful interdimensional cable uh, shorts, as they do, um, including The Personal Space Show, The Adventures of Steely, and my personal favorite, Jan Quadrant Vincent 16. Uh, I think this is one of the better episodes of Season 2. It's not quite as good as the first interdimensional cable, but those are always funny anyway. Episode 9, Look Who's Purging Now, which I love that title. Uh, basically just takes the idea of the Purge movies and sticks it into a Rick and Morty episode. That sounds lazy, but it's actually pretty awesome. Uh, Rick and Morty discover a Purge planet that has the same day of the year that 
uh, the, the sorry, the same day of the year set up as the movies. You know, one day of the year after sundown. Uh, no laws. You can kill whatever. Um, supposed to keep crime down or some shit. You know, uh, through a series of events and hijinks and so on, Rick and Morty end up stuck there after dark without their ship. And of course they would. You know. This episode has some great payoffs, and more importantly, you finally get to see Morty just lose his shit. He absolutely loses it, lets off the frustration that's been building for about two seasons now, you know. Fun episode. We're here, the season finale of season two, The Wedding Squanchers. Uh, this has the entire family traveling to Planet Squanch. To attend Bird Person and Tammy's wedding. Which is fun. Since we saw them meet at the house party in the season 1 finale. Uh, a lot of great Bird Person and Squanchy jokes here of course. And then we get the real story. Spoiler warning here. There's not a lot of spoiler warnings in Rick and Morty. But I'm going to give you one here. Spoiler warning in 3, 2, 1. Okay. Tammy was an undercover Galactic Federation agent this whole time. And in the chaos following this revelation, Bird Person dies. Uh, it's tragic. Bird Person is killed. And, of course, fleeing the chaos, the family has no choice but to find a new planet to call home. Uh, which is a fucking funny sequence. Probably the funnier part of the episode. They find three Earth-like inhabitable planets. One is incredibly small. Um, it look it's this whole thing where it looks far away, and they're like, "Oh shit, nope, we're here." Um, one for some reason has everything on the cob, like like corn, and that doesn't sound like a big deal. But Rick freaks the fuck out and says, "No, no fucking way, let's leave this place." And I love that they don't explain that at all. They don't explain Rick's irrational uh, fear or or just hatred of things on the cob um on the third planet has a sun that constantly screams the entire time it's up and the days are 42 hours long so they go to the small planet of course but from here on out the episode gets a lot less funny and not in like a the jokes don't land way but i mean just the jokes aren't there uh rick realize it's just dark it's just dark and sad uh rick realizes he's ruining their lives decides to turn himself in to the Galactic Federation, make sure to do that in a way that keeps the family safe. And the season ends with Hurt by the Nine Inch Nails playing over Rick being imprisoned, which is pretty fucking dark. But you need not worry because the season three premiere changes that pretty quick. And we just reached the end of season two. Uh, I'm excited as shit to talk about the new season. The real reason that I wanted to do the review in the first place, and we're finally there. Uh, but you had to wait another week. Um, I should have that review up, I would say, a week from today, hopefully. Uh, maybe sooner, probably not, hopefully not later. Thank you again for listening. As always, you can check out episodes of Noob Reviews, Jedi Dropouts, or Tridents and Tracers over at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com or on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, or Podbean. And make sure to follow Jedi Dropouts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And until next week, go be a fucking noob. Later.